Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Kobo. I'm Danielle Kobo, and today is a very special guest. I'm so excited to have Heather Monahan on our show. She is a international best-selling author with her self-published book, Confidence Creator. She's coming out with a new book, Overcome Your Villains. She is a top 40 female keynote speaker. She sits on the faculty for Harvard School of Business. She is the board member of HealthLink Corporation, and she is a host of one of my favorite podcasts to start my morning with, which is Creating Confidence. And she's also the very few women to break that glass ceiling with a C-level executive and to top it all off, she is a mother. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. Thanks for having me. So you have such a unique career journey. And one of the things I've thoroughly enjoyed about following you on social media is your authenticity and vulnerability to share your career journey. And so can you share with us kind of where you started and where you're at today? Because you've had some pivot some, you know, obstacles that you've overcome and through it all, you've just continued to break that glass ceiling every step of the way. Yeah. You just made it sound easy. At first, <laughs> I'd like to say none of it has been easy. It sure doesn't feel easy at all. I, um, you know, I started out chasing a paycheck when I was younger, I'd grown up poor and little did I know, you know, I started a paper route when I was nine or 10 and then busing tables and diners and fast food restaurants, and then ultimately working my way up to become a bartender. And during that whole time, I was really refining my sales skills and my sales approach. However, I didn't know it at the time, right? It's easy to see that now when you look back, you can see how all the dots connect. But when I was younger, I was just in the grind and, you know, trying to make some money. So after I graduated college, I went to the Gala Winery, which was a great sales training um, uh, program. And, and then I got sexually harassed. So I left that job and I got into the radio business. And then my boyfriend cheated on me. And then my boss said, why don't you jump on a plane with me right now? Don't ask where you're going. Only go for money and I'll make you my partner and you can run this company. I can't tell you where it is, but if you go, you have to go for money. So I was heartbroken and I said, okay, I jumped on a plane, moved to Michigan and we had purchased a $25 million operation. And my job was to accelerate revenues as rapidly as possible. So I did that and we sold that company for 55 million um, in under three years. And that really put my name on the map in media as a revenue generator. From there, I went to, you know, a, a larger corporate America operation and pitched myself for a job that didn't exist. They did not have a VP of sales and I was awarded that position. I was advanced three different times, ultimately becoming the chief revenue officer of that company. I was there for 14 years. I had just been named one of the most influential women in radio. And two weeks later, I was fired when the CEO I worked for became ill. He stepped down and elevated his daughter to replace him. So the first time in my life I ever worked for a woman, she fired me immediately. 
And I took that opportunity to write and self-publish my first book, Confidence Creator, which you mentioned. It went number one on Amazon business biography list. And it actually trumped Donald Trump at the time, who was the president at the time. And I have that screenshot. I kept that one for marketing purposes um, for it to go when it, when it went number one on Amazon. And then, you know, from there, I just Googled, how do you sell books? I had no idea. You know, I'd only ever been in the media business and it said you should speak. And I had spoken my whole career, but you didn't get paid for speaking, you know, in corporate America, people just tell you, you have to do it as part of your job and commitment to your industry or company or whatever. So I knew I was a great speaker and I said, okay, I'll go speak, you know, for free for people and and they'll buy books. And so that was my, my big strategy out of the gates, which was awful. And so I started calling, cold calling hundreds of companies every day saying, Hey, I'd love to come in and share my message around confidence creation in the workplace and how it will help you innovate, collaborate and drive revenues. And people would say, yes, 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 come in, we'll buy books. And so they did. And my book started doing pretty well. And then one day I called a company and they said, well, what's your speaker fee? And I Googled speaker fees. I didn't know what that was. And I saw Gary Vaynerchuk was getting 350,000 for a 60 minute keynote. And I was out giving 60 minute keynotes left and right for free. So that's when I said, wait a minute, pump the brakes. I've got to get, figure something out here. I'm really good at this. I need to start monetizing this. Forget about the books. So I kind of, you know, shifted gears. And again, just by trial and error, I didn't know any better. And I, I truly believe this is how so often when you're new at something, you figure out, you know, you just need to start going and then you'll figure out where you should actually be going. Cause I had no idea. And so I started leaning into the speaking business. I delivered my first TEDx talk, which was promoted to TED and translated to six different languages. I signed with GDA speakers. I signed with Big Speak. I signed with so many speaker agencies. And then I landed the opportunity to interview Sarah Blakely live on stage in Q4 2019 at a huge marketing conference which really just exploded my speaking business. And then the pandemic hit and everything stopped, you know? So it was one of those holy cow, I thought I had finally figured it out. And now I was going to be, you know, successful in my eyes and not have this pressure on me. And then everything unraveled and I had to reboot and I started consulting during the pandemic. And then I signed on with HealthLink as a board member for them, which was amazing. And then Harvard called and brought me in to teach professional selling and sales leadership. And then I signed with Collins leadership to um, publish my new book, Overcome Your Villains. And that kind of brings us to today. You've had so many moments in your life where you have overcome adversity, you've continued to pivot. And the theme that I continue to hear through your journey is you've said, yes, you didn't always figure out what it was to take to get you there, but you just said, hey, why not? Let me go for this. And so what have you learned through that process? Well, I actually reveal that process in my new book. It's um, My new book is all about the three-step process to overcome any adversity in business or in life. And it's really When I sat and reflected upon all of these different challenges that I've had, there was a theme that came to mind. There was a repeatable process that I was subconsciously engaging in. I wasn't doing it strategically. I was just doing it. But when I sat down with a pen and piece of paper and said, okay, you've got to be able to teach this to other people because you keep doing it. And it wasn't, again, it was to help me, right? Because it was really hard when my speaking business disappeared. I was crying. I was freaking out. Right. But I had to and really act, go through these steps, these, these three processes in order to break through that moment and get to the other side, not knowing what that was going to look like. So 
again, I was doing it to help other people, but I was also doing it for me. I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be an easier, you know, a more concrete way I can start managing this. And the more concrete I make it, the more I'll be able to take a breath the next, the next time a pandemic comes or whatever it's going to be next. We know there's going to constantly be challenge and change. That is the one certainty we have other than death and taxes. So knowing that, it just made sense to me that we've got to, for myself and for others, figure out what is that repeatable process so that we can all go ahead and, and have a little bit of certainty within ourselves. You know, there's so many parallels than what really resonated about your career journey and your story is the parallels of, you know, I was raised by, actually, my mom kidnapped me when I was two years old, and I was raised by a mother and, and just that journey of what it's raised to be you know, not financially sound and how that motivated me to step into sales and to exceed and continue to go through things. And sometimes you just, like you said, you don't always know how you get there. And when you're able to really identify what that is, that's when you get to, to replicate it in all areas of your life. And so I think that's such a valuable story and what people get to learn from your book is, okay, what's working and how do I get to continue to do this every way? in my life, because we know that there's going to be challenges that continue to come. <laughs> life is not easy. There's definitely things we can continue to come over or overcome. So, and what are some of the ways, you know, you've talked also about some of the challenges in your career and you've always shown up authentic as to what's brought you here today. So is there any, any kind of like examples that you can give not only, um, where you've said with the pandemic, but what else are some examples where you've really had to overcome something, break that glass ceiling? And I would say speaking to confidence, because I hear a lot of women and most women I work with is, you know, I don't have industry experience or I'm too old or I'm too young or, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have those skill sets, but you've continued to just say, no, 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 no. We're going to shift that mind and we're going to go for it. You know, here's the thing. You, you're the only person that's going to hold yourself back or propel yourself forward. That's the bottom line, right? So I'm a big fan of, I'm not going to let someone else tell me what my potential is. Now, for the majority of my career, everyone was trying to tell me what my potential was. You know, go in this lane and don't leave this lane. And this is what you're meant to do. And, you know, don't ask for too much. And you should be grateful. And, you know, I've heard it all. Even when I was in the C-suite, you should be grateful to be in the position you're in. No, you should be grateful I'm here driving your revenue, right? I decided to see it. I decided to to shift my perspective, which ultimately shifts everything else. And I decided to tune out the noise around me. And anytime in my life, when I look back on my career, where I made bold moves and, you know, went for big things, which I look back and see now, but when I was doing it, it didn't seem that big at the time. Or, you know, I seem like, oh, this is kind of scary. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but oh, well, I'll figure it out. When I look back and one of those times was when I pitched myself for that job that didn't exist. Everyone was telling me, no, no, you can't do that. Heather, that doesn't exist. You can't go for something that isn't real. That doesn't make any sense. You're wasting your time. Do you think you're the first person that ever thought of this? That's crazy. So a lot of times, and and I've done this as well, you hear all these voices and you say, oh, okay, I guess bad idea. For whatever reason, I decided to listen to the one voice that really matters, which is your own. Only you can determine what is potentially available to you. And back then, I'll, I'll remember, I didn't, have a, I didn't have a child, right? Which is, you have a lot of flexibility when you have a child. I remember thinking, if they don't give me this job, then they're not the kind of people I want to work with. They are not visionaries. They are not going to grow. 
And I want to align myself with like-minded people that are willing to push the envelope, willing to go for a risk, willing to go for more. And so back then I didn't have that, you know, I had an ability to move if I wanted to. So I decided if I go for it and this guy says, no, I just go get another job and I leave, I move. So it was really simplistic to me in that idea. I didn't get caught up in what everyone else told me what was going to happen. And thank goodness I didn't because I, I learned a, a big lesson through this, um, this situation that occurred. Number one, um, always put yourself in the other person's shoes before you go into a pitch, right? So for me, again, I've been in sales for a really long time. I knew to do this in my mind and on a piece of paper, I broke down the person I was going into pitch. I knew all of his fears for the most part, right? I knew the things that he was focused on, the things he didn't like. And I decided to see my pitch and presentation through his lens, Right. And you always want to do this. I don't care what you're asking for. I did this when I went to HarperCollins and pitched my, my book, right? I do this with anything I'm pitching is see everything through their eyes and then answer their objections ahead of time so that you are prepared to overcome whatever challenge in the moment. And so I had done that. I had done the exercise. I knew the things he hated. He hated change. He hated risk. He didn't want to work hard. He wanted things easier for him. He wanted to drive revenue and value for our shareholders, but he didn't know how. So I saw everything through his lens and I went into the pitch and presented that way. And I gave a great pitch. And in the end, he said no. And I said, okay, well, I completely disagree with you. I need to get back to work because I, I knew I was going to start calling for another job. Now I was just going to leave. And so I remember going back to work. I started dialing for dollars and I found another job, got a great job offer back in Boston. I was now in Naples, Florida, and I was, and I was going to take it. And I called him and I said, Hey, um, it was two weeks later from our first meeting. I said, follow up to our, our prior meeting. Have you decided to green light that position I pitched you on? He said, no, I haven't. I said, well, then I'm actually calling today to give my resignation. And he said, well, wait a minute, meet me for lunch. And anytime you want to convince someone of something, you want to be face to face with them, right? He did not want me to leave. So he wanted to see me face to face, very smart. And I went to the meeting. It was the right thing to do. I sat across from him and he said, you know, I really want to get clear on what are you talking about? I said, well, if you're not going to move forward with this, this isn't the right opportunity for me. I'm worth more. I, I'm worth something bigger. I'm going to go find bigger somewhere else. And he said, hold on. And he left the restaurant. He was gone for maybe five minutes and he came back and he said, I'd like to offer you the newly created position of VP of sales. And I said, let me ask you something. Where did you just go? And he said, I just went to call my father. I couldn't make that decision on my own. So I learned such an incredible lesson that day that you can never take a no from someone who can't give you a yes. And that man saying no to me, even though he couldn't say yes to me, he could say no to me. He was stopping me, roadblocking me from getting to that ultimate decision maker. So it was a great lesson that I have not made that mistake again. I always qualify who needs to be present to make decisions. And I encourage everybody listening to do the same because that could have completely changed you know, where my business trajectory would have led. That's such an incredible story because you saw the gap, you saw the opportunity within the organization. And instead of just saying, well, it's just, you know, I see it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. You said, okay, here's the opportunity. Here's what I can provide value. And you knew what value you could bring to that position and you presented it. And what's the worst that could happen? They could say no, but you really to continue to push through and say, no, this is why you need this position. And this is why you need me. And it always goes down to when you believe in yourself, others will believe in you as well. And knowing your worth and knowing your value. Absolutely. <laughs> 
So tell us that, you know, what are three things that you would like our listeners to just take away from, you know, whether it's the books that you've written or the book that's about to come out, which I'm so excited, Overcome Your Villains. I am definitely going to be pre-ordering that today. And I encourage all of you to do the same. What are some three things that you would like our listeners to take away from our conversation and really apply to their life today? Well, I'll give you the three-step process for the three things because I think it's really important for everyone to have to arm themselves with. But before I say that, I'll I'll give another sales tip, which is anytime you want someone to do something, you need to offer them more than what you're asking for. So I use that strategy in regards to my pre-order campaign. HarperCollins told me they wanted me to sell 7,000 books before launch. And so I sat down with a piece of paper and I said to myself, if I'm asking people to spend $24 on a book that they can't physically touch, what can I offer them today to motivate them to, to follow through with the ask that I'm you know, asking them for? So I came up with this idea of a $500 bonus bundle for free, which ultimately when anyone pre-orders my book, which it's on sale right now for $24, if you pre-order that book, you lock in the price, you immediately get to download my $500 bonus bundle, which includes my $299 confidence video course, my 30-day email accountability program, my Overcome Your Villains workbook, the first chapter of the book. There's so much value on that site. The site's overcomeyourvillains.com. You can log on, check it out, but you will get so much value in exchange for that $24 pre-order. And if you don't want all that value, you can order the, the book for $24 and put in somebody else's email address that you think may need it. And it will all be delivered to their email instead. Wow. What a way to give. What a way to really... Um, not only just give them a book, but empower them with tools and resources that they can get right from the beginning. And if for those of you who haven't maybe exposed to her course on Confidence Creator, I've actually really enjoyed it. It's something that I kind of start each morning with and, and loved the tools and tips that you get to learn on, on creating confidence within your life. So thank you so much for having us, uh, for joining uh, today and for those of you out there, again, pre-order Overcome Your Villains. It She is um, a powerhouse and she continues to provide so many races for us. And for those of you listening, I invite you to write a comment and direct message me and I will go ahead and send you a free download of 12 Steps to Accelerate Your Career. And thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope you all have a wonderful day and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.